on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast. Competition ramps up as the preseason is right around the corner. Stay tuned. Season 4, Episode 3 of the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how are you? I am tired for the second time. The, Go to bed then, yeah. for the second time. <laughs> Since our thing didn't register, our, um, our what's it called? Our thing Sound, didn't Soundboard, that's, 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 that's the word, you know, wasn't registering until, yeah. until your, dude, I'm, I'm tired, I'm telling you, I can't process this. Yeah, I know, but saying the thing didn't register. What, whatever, it, it doesn't matter, little, I, I'm here, I'm, tro- I'm, troop- <laughs> I'm trooping through. It's been, been a long week so far, a super busy week for me, and, you know, in and out of meetings, Zoom calls, doing a bunch of stuff, but I'm, I'm here for I'm here for the team, taking take one for the squad. You know, I'm out there, last minute of the game, blocking shots, making sure we keep that 3-2 lead. Uh, could you say you took an arrow to the knee? No, I couldn't, because I don't <laughs> say that. that, that is, that's a Skyrim reference. Yeah, that is a Skyrim thing. I remember, like, when that was a big internet thing, like, when Skyrim, like, mm-hmm. first came out. Yeah, and you remember the, like, parody video? The guy was screaming. screaming. Yeah. yeah, like he jumped through the computer and started like, yeah, because the little kid was typing out. That took an arrow to the knee or like on whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yes, that I do very vividly remember that video. Good times. Also, not sure if the audience noticed. Doesn't seem like you noticed unless you just have decided not to say anything. What happened? Uh, no longer be tuned. I changed it back to stay tuned. Didn't even notice. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't process in my head. Yeah, uh, figured. Hey, it's the start of a new season. We might get some new listeners coming in. They hear this B-Tune thing. Like, what an idiot. Yeah. Like, do, do they know English? Do they know American? I'm just kidding. Uh, America, speak American. Oh, <laughs> too silly. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we are going to be talking about the Bolts preseason schedule and uh, what are some players that could be competing for full-time gigs up here on the main roster. Uh, going to be talking about some around-the-league stuff after the commercial break including two young guys. We'll be talking about them. But before we get into hockey stuff, um, because hockey news is lacking a little bit between our last two episodes, we did just want to talk about the NFL season. As you guys know, big NFL guys, big NHL guys as well. And the NFL starts tomorrow as a recording today. If you're, yeah. Yeah. So, Gosh, it's going to be so fun. We got a great matchup to rip it off. The Rams, the Bills, the Super Bowl champs versus, I mean, this could be the Super Bowl matchup this year between the yeah. Bills and the Rams. A lot of people are betting that. So, gosh, a lot of fun. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's definitely exciting. It, it is a very legitimate potential matchup to very high oct- octane offensive teams, uh, you know, that also provides solid defenses. So, should be a really good start to the season there on Thursday night. Um, you know, we know that Thursday night football isn't always the best history of great games, but this will be a you know great marquee matchup. I do like what the NFL does. They make their Super Bowl champion play week one Thursday night, be the first game of the year. I, I like that a lot. So it should be a pretty good game, all said and done. Um, you know, both teams are going to have good years. For you Tampa listeners that also just happen to be you know, general Tampa Bay sports fans, uh, of course, you're going to support the Bucks at that point, more likely than not. The Bucks yet again in for another, another strong year. Tom Brady at the helm should be... Ready out there, you know, throwing dimes. Think he's going to go on a bit of a revenge tour because he's mad that Adam Schefter spoiled his retirement. Mm. And so I, I think he's going to come back and, and and play pretty hot. Sure, you know, he's not going to have Chris Godwin, but he's got Mike Evans. He's got Leonard Fournette. He's got Rashad White, the best running back in, in, 
in the league. So, you know, he's good to go. Well, I don't know what Godwin's, like, availability is going to be during the game, but he did get, uh, instead of questionable, he did get listed as healthy today. Oh, did he? So, yeah. So, I'm oh. not, not sure if he's going to be on a snap count or, huh. or what all is going to be happening. But Well, you know, I didn't take him in a single league because I was a little worried. That was exciting for my fantasy team. Yeah, that's, a big, bump. that's a big bump for you. Yeah. Um, I don't think Tampa Bucks fan, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans are, are going to like my hot take that I had a couple weeks ago on WNP where I talked about yeah. Tom Brady and uh, his time off might lead to a bad year from Brady himself. I disagree. Uh, but I think it's funny because wasn't it Bucks cowboys as the very first game last year? Because the Bucks won the Super Bowl, and I'm pretty sure they were versing the Cowboys in game one. Sounds right, actually. Well, we have Bucks cowboys again yeah. on Sunday night, and uh, it was a really good game last year. Fully expected to be a good game this year. And set up in Tampa, it'll be in Dallas this time. Yeah, so, it'll, it'll be a good one for sure. Uh, you and I... Little spoiler, uh, both of us have the Buccaneers taking that one, which will be a lot of fun. If you want to hear the rest of our picks for uh, week one, you can head over to our other show. We're doing a whole week one preview as well as well as giving Super Bowl predictions, MVP predictions, all of that on our other show, which you know, is We're Not Professionals. Before we move on, you know, the, the, this, we're talking football, so I got it right here. Um, I, I got to make a, make a lineup decision between – Three guys in in this league, oh so boy. I can I can start Marquez. I, I can start two of three between. Or wait, no, actually, it's just one of three. It's, it's one of three between Marquez, Valdez, Scaling, uh, James Robinson, or Daryl Henderson. So James Robinson sounds like he's fully healthy, ready to go for Week One. So I'm expecting him to get you know an RB workload. Daryl Henderson is probably the one I'm lower on of the, these three because K Makers should be out there playing too as well. And then MVS. I just don't know how much I want to trust him right away week one. So who do I go with here? Yeah. Uh, so the Chiefs going up against the Cardinals. The Rams going up against the Bills, obviously. And the Jags are going up against who? The Commanders. Commanders. But they've got a good defensive line. They, they do have a solid defensive and, line. And also, I think that, although I think Robinson going to get a, a, a good work share, I think they're going to want to also just establish ETN as a player because they didn't get to see him at all last year. It's possible. So I feel like uh, he, he could be an RB2 this this week. I'd probably lean him, to be to be fair. Him or Henderson. And yeah. Henderson's versus the Bills. So Versus the Bills with Akers, I know who they want to use. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much they're going to use him. So, all right, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to go James Robinson. I'm going to submit this. This is the one lineup question I had, so now my lineups are start for the week. I'm not an MVS guy. Like, I think there's four targets ahead of him. Even though there is some uh, talk about how, you know, he's the big body, red zone threat, all that. Uh, could be Patty Mahomes, number one. I just don't think that's true. I don't know if I want to go say there's four ahead of him, but I can understand why how he wouldn't be number one or two at least. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. There we go. Yeah. All right. More football talk over at the We're Not Professionals podcast. If you're interested in that, go check it out. Further on with the Bolts broadcast, let's talk about their preseason schedule. Who do we expect to play? Who do we expect competing for spots as we get into preseason? Yeah, so so you know, our, our preseason starts off on September twenty seventh. Against the Hurricanes, play a back to back of the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, home and home. From there, we play on the 29th and 30th, a home-and-home home again with the Nashville Predators, and then one final home-and-home home on October 6th and October 8th with the Florida Panthers. So, six games. Um, I don't believe there's any others at this point that I haven't seen, at least. Um, six games seems like a smaller number, though. You know, Teams tend to play seven, eight nowadays. But 
Um, six games will be fair enough. I don't really think there's too many questions on you know who is or isn't going to make this team. There's not really a you know like there's a fair amount of people that have, that have moved on, but there's not really a like a crop of young players that are coming up and pushing for a spot. You know, there's there's no superstars, there's no first round picks really that are just looking to you know break the seal or anything quite like that. You know, if Nolan Foot was still in the system, maybe he'd be a guy that'd be fighting, but obviously he is gone. So really for for younger guys, I, I don't have um, anybody that I have like circles penciled in to make the roster. You know, maybe Alex Barbule, the guy who's kind of a bit of a, a bubble bubble type player. I, I think he's got a chance um, outside of him. Maybe we can see Gabriel Fortier kind of fight fight his way into being like a depth type player. Um, he also probably benefits from playing in the American League though. If, if they're just going to have him as a scratch, other than that, I just I, I really I don't see much of a path for any other young guys. Maybe Jack Thompson has the camp of his life and, and makes the team, but I'm not going to really count on that quite yet. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into Alex Barry Boulay because last year at the start of the season, around this time, we we're talking this is a guy who could take that next step, could be a Ross Colton type of jump into the NHL where he finally gets some full playing time, um, and could we see some real growth out of him? And then as preseason moved along, we got into the regular season, he got waived, and then we picked him back up off of waivers. Yeah. So is there still a chance that we could see ABB pull a, a, a Ross Colton-type leap this offseason and really stick on the full-time roster? You know, I, I if I had to guess, I'm going to say he makes the team uh, out of camp, but... I think it's just because of who else is around. I think they're going to opt to, you know, I think it could be close between him and Fortier, and they would, you know, opt to keep a guy like Fortier in, in the American League. Don't have to go through waivers. Not a problem. So they'll probably keep ABB at that point. But he really just seems like another Corey Conacher to me, which if Bolts fans don't remember Corey Conacher, an absolute stud for Syracuse, um, another undrafted guy, just tore up the league, was small, super talented, did really well in the AHL, but could never really stick in the NHL. It's a very large jump going from the NHL to the AHL. That's why, you know, you, you can see guys that are just dominant in the American league. We can, you know, like, like Barboulet last year had 63 points through 58 games. That's, that's dominant. That's if you can be a point per game at any level of pro hockey, that, that says something, but it gets to the NHL you know, five points with 14 games is fine, but he really just never looked like he truly fit in. It, it's a, it's a large jump. Um, I, I don't know what kind of impact he's going to make. He, he just, he really seems like he's probably more of the Corey Conacher build, but Still has time to figure out. I mean, 25, this is really about his cutoff. This is like his make or break if he's going to be an NHLer in his career. Um, like, yeah, there's, you know, there's some uncommon stories out there, like, you know, even on our team, like like P. Bellamar, that guy didn't come over until he was 29. Mm-hmm. Like, you see things like that every once in a while. But if Barboulet doesn't become, like, a full-timer this season, I can't really imagine he has much of an NHL career. And this is his chance with Anthony Sorelli being out. So, yeah. uh if Sorelli was healthy, ready to go, then good chance Barry Boulay is, you know, still training with the team and in preseason games and stuff, but there's a good chance that it's already known he's not going to make it. So now with Sorelli out, he does have that chance. He's really got to seize it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he does because he's looked really good in the American League. He looks strong in the, in the Quebec League. You, you can tell he has talent, but it's just the smallest difference makes a huge amount of difference between the NHL and the AHL. You can't have that small difference. You have to be at least par with the rest of the league in almost every aspect of your game. Absolutely. All right, well, that's going to do it with the first half of the Bolts broadcast. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, 
want to talk about two surging young stars in the NHL. We'll be right back. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts to get ready for the season, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. The easy earbud tap functions and noise isolation for the gym are perfect. Raycons are my first wireless earbuds, and I would highly recommend them. Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook as well as shout out to Raycon. And thanks for sponsoring the show. Our newest friends. Yeah, our newest friends. And uh, hopefully um, very long friends to be had. Best buds. You know, you, you can, you're, you're running, you, you, you talk all the time over, over Xbox. You finally yes. run them to them, you know, down the road. You catch, you know, throw a couple beers back together, you know, those kind of buds. I want to shoot Raycon a text at, at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. Be like, yo, you want to go hit up the brew house? Absolutely. Let's do it. Bam. Perfect. Yes. That, that, that's, the type of, that's the type of buds I'm looking for. Get it? Buds. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate myself. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about two surging young stars. Can, and uh, can, I, can we rewind it? I just I apologize to our listeners for that. It just sounds really cringy. Okay. Do, do we actually want to talk about, do you still have the schedule pulled up? The live television games or actually oh, yeah, broadcast yeah. television yeah, we, games? We, yeah, we can, we can do that. I got it right here. We can bring that up quickly. Yeah, why, why not? <clears throat> talk about uh, the U.S. So if you're, if you're not yes. in the U.S., then unfortunately this... This doesn't apply to you, yeah, nerds. Um, so this is for the U.S. nationally televised games by team in the NHL. Un, you know, unsurprisingly, you see the Canadian markets have very little. So you know, the Canadians are on zero national uh, games here in the U.S. The Jets, the Senators are at one. The Canucks are at two. Um, you see the you know, the the Flames up at four. You know, Toronto all the way up to eleven because they're a better team, makes more sense. 
then you start seeing, um, you know, the teams that, that have a little more. So you have three teams with 15, the Rangers, the Penguins, and the Wild, uh, our Tampa Lightning. They sit at 14 along with the St. Louis Blues, the Detroit Red Wings, the Edmonton Oilers. That's a lot for the Oilers. Wow. On US TV. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, the Boston Bruins, and the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Colorado Avalanche. Can't forget them. Uh, but a couple, couple ones that are worth pointing out. The Florida Panthers only have seven. So little brother confirmed. Mm-hmm. Even more every day. And then the Arizona Coyotes hilariously only have four, uh, maybe because it's such a struggle trying to fit all the equipment into that small room, like the small building. They, yeah. just, they just don't want to go through the hassle. Um, but we're only going to see Arizona national TV four times, uh, but you know we'll see our bolts quite a bit, which is good. You know It's, it's good that more people are going to be able to see our team. It just means less coverage by our local guys, um, you guys and girls. It, it, it is what it is. It's just it's part of the business, part of the deal that the NHL makes. Um, you know I'm happy it'll, it'll make – watching access for you know for us easier that way too so it should be good i i don't know exactly which ones are um televised i I didn't click on the link you know that much in detail or anything but it's yeah it's good to see that we'll be on national tv quite a bit yeah i'm surprised that tampa and colorado aren't number one yeah also i think a surprise for me is carolina only at 11 carolina's been a very consistent team over the past three years uh especially in the regular season they've been one of the um better regular season teams we've seen in the league uh, for the past three years. So them only being at 11, same with the New York Islanders, only one more than the San Jose Sharks and the Seattle Kraken. I don't know. I felt like they should have got a little bit more love. I just hope that all 13 of the Flyers games end up on ESPN Plus or something because, like, mm-hmm. it has a breakdown of 15 on ABC, 36 on ESPN, 1 on ESPN 2, 78 on ESPN Plus, 53 on Hulu. I, I, I don't want to watch the Flyers. They're going to be so hard to watch. I hope they're just buried. I agree. I don't want to see them. Uh, but the game that I do, or the games I do want to watch, is Arizona because I do want to see the the rank down there and you want to see the all the four fans. Barn. I want to see all yeah. the four fans. Four fans for four live television games. Perfect. National game, maybe. Perfect. All right, young stars across the league. Let's start with Timmy Stutzla getting a and, and let's use the stars term quite loosely for both of these guys so far. Surging young stars. That's better because they're surging to that to that point. Yes. So as you know, I, I cut you off as you were introducing Timmy Schutzla, but Timmy Schutzla gets a massive, massive, massive extension. Um. So we we saw that JT Miller. You know, he he gets his seven year deal from the Vancouver Canucks. Well, today Tim Schutzla he got an extension from the Ottawa Senators, ends up being an eight year, sixty six point eight million dollar extension. So you know, you're comparing those two. Contracts, you know, side by side, they're pretty similar in average. Um, Strutzla making a little more, but is significantly younger, but is also, you know, maybe not proven as much. So it's kind of a gamble on a very talented player. You know, he looked good last year. He's 58 points through 79 games on a weak team. Overall, like, it, it looked good, but he also, I, I, I thought he was going to look a little better than he has so far in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have very high expectations. I think he can go on and have a pretty, pretty strong NHL career, so. I don't have an issue with the term. The price is a lot for, you know, a guy that hasn't necessarily proven that yet. It, I did see something, though. Um, the only person happier than Tim Schutzel getting this extension is Jason Robertson because now he just he just locked himself in for an extra, extra like, million and a half a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say, I absolutely love this deal for Timmy Stutzla. Um, for him or for the team? Both. You know, uh, north of $8 million, definitely... Uh, a big chunk of cash there for the young gun who, like you said, hasn't really 
gotten to that next level hasn't really proven everything. And like granted, he like he looked he's looked good to yeah. financial career, but he hasn't looked necessarily that dollar amount. Right. He's had flashes showing, you know, how great he can be. I think that the one thing that makes me so excited, um, kind of for Ottawa, like even though I don't want to be excited for Ottawa, but this is the typical NHL deal we make in our franchises. Because this is a guy who has played on a very bad team over the past two years. They bring in Claude Giroux. They bring in Alex DeBrinket. I'm sure he's going to be even better in his third year. And pairing up with those guys could just excel his progression. Yeah. And if that happens, less than $9 million a year for a guy that could easily be a, a very good to great top-line player, that's kind of a steal. It very well could be in, in a couple well, years. For it very sure. well could blow up in your face, though. There's 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 two routes here. Yeah, I mean, there's more than two routes, but there's two like two very like polarizing routes, I should say. I mean, I think at this point he's locked into at least be, unless he has some huge regression, locked into at least be a at second least, minor. Yeah, he'll at least be a good NHLer. Yeah, it. so like it's it's fine. So it's it's, just, it's not like an atom bomb bowling up in your face, but more like a, a sparkler. Maybe not a sparkler. Sparklers get pretty hot. They I, they burn at like fourteen hundred degrees or something, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that would still be painful. Did you know that they can be lit on the bottom side and go upwards? Why would you what? <laughs> so you still hold the metal part, but instead of lighting it at the top, you light it at the the bottom of the. Why would you powder. do that? Because then it sparkles up. But then it's right by your hand still. Sparklers yeah, are dumb but it's, anyway. It's leaving. I don't care. I hate sparklers. I I don't. I never liked them as a kid. I thought they were stupid. Well, I didn't even know that was possible. If I'm being honest, no, that's. that's I saw it. and I'm like, weird. really? No, that's weird. It just would freak me out. Starting with the flame right there, that close to my hand, like, mm. that would freak me out. You'd rather it come down to your hand with. I'd the, rather see burning metal. Like, All right, now I'm done and ta- and then just eat it. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, instead of like an open like window or something. Put an oven mitt on. Yeah, that sounds fun. Just run around outside <laughs> in the middle of summer with oven mitts on. <laughs> All right, let's now talk about Yuri Slavkovsky as... Uh, no, Yuri Slavkovsky. You've gotten out of control. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to sit you down. Everyone on the Bolts broadcast production, so us too, as well as all the listeners are going to have to sit you down. We're going to have to have a meeting about this because it has gotten bad. I'm having fun. <laughs> but Yuri Slavkovsky, he... Uh, well, he, he might be on the fringe of the Montreal Canadiens roster. There was a tweet that came out um, that there's a possibility he's not going to start for the Montreal Canadiens. And if that happens, it's been a long while since a first overall forward hasn't started day yeah, one. It was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was, I'm, 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 Brian, I'm about Matt, Byron Matt Bader. Sundin. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Matt, Matt Sundin was the last one to, <laughs> yes. to be the guy. But yeah, By, Byron Bader, our... Good friend who we've never talked to, you know, but still good friends because I really support his product um, over at Hockey Prospecting. You know, he's one to point out this fact. He'd be the first forward other than um, Ovechkin and Lindros, which are different situations, to not play the NHL right away since 1989. And, you know, I, I, I think that's – it's it's definitely surprising to see it, like that, that's that been that long of a streak. You know, there's been a lot of forwards taken in that spot, and they all make immediate impacts. Um, you, you know, you're taking someone high high for a reason because you expect them to play in the NHL right away. You know, like Owen Power, he didn't play in the NHL right away. Um, and 
it, it's it's just it's just strange because you know you you look at Shane Wright and I think he's gonna play right away. You're asking Klaus, so you thought he could, but maybe you need some time to develop. Is it gonna be a bad sign if he doesn't make the team right away? I don't think so. Like, I don't think it's bad overall. Sure, you want him to if you're the top guy, you know, in the draft first overall, you want him to make that jump right away. But it's I, I it's not gonna label him as a bust or anything. Like Matt Sundin had a very strong NHL career. Like mm-hmm. if, so, if you're gonna compare him to him, for example, like it, uh, you don't have to worry about anything. But it is a little concerning that he's looking like he's struggling. You know based on how we played in a lot of games down the stretch, you know, in the international tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I would be much more positive about the whole situation if Montreal decided to send him back and just let him continue to develop and get a lot of minutes and really grow his game versus, you know, being over here on Montreal they're not exactly ready to make that push to the playoffs yet. They still have um, some young pieces that are developing and then some older pieces that, uh, well, are on their way out. And if Slavkovsky just straight up can't crack the lineup, that worries me a little bit. But if they're just like, you know what, we don't need him right now. We want him to just continue, his, uh, to continue to develop his game elsewhere, then I like that. So an idea I kind of have. The whole um, nine-game trial thing, it's a bit overblown. It, it's more impactful for teams that are in winning positions to get the most years you can out of a young player. So like the Lightning, for example, if they, if they have a kid who's you know ready to play some games at 19 years old, they're, you know, they might give him the nine, but unless he's truly proven he deserves to be in the lineup every single night, they're just going to send him back and not burn the extra year because it'll give him three more years of contending with the person on a cheaper contract. Montreal, for example, maybe they want to get him off that ELC early because they want to, you know, you know it's like this... This isn't a good example, but the Tim Schutzel's contract, you know, he played as an 18-year-old. He could sign him at 20 to his extension. Um, he get made a lot of money. Maybe they want to try to play Slavkovsky, let him get, you know, 10-plus games in, get him closer to that deal so they can get him at a cheaper price for long term. That's something I could see happening. So if they're going to do that route, what I would honestly recommend is I would like to see him play NHL games this year. Maybe he doesn't need to make it, but send him to Laval, whatever. Let him play in the American League. Just give him, like, 15 games or so this year. See what he does. Um, if he can hack it, you can keep him around, but if not, you know, just don't let him pa- pass the, um, I believe it's 39 game threshold that you have to hit for it to count as a year towards your, um, free agency. Mm-hmm. So as long as they keep him under that number, it really doesn't matter. Um, I, I would like to see him play games and I think they should let him play games at some point, but they don't, they shouldn't feel the need to force him in right away. Right. Especially cause they saw him against, uh, you know, big boys over in the international stage. Yeah. So you give this guy some time, maybe just camps aren't his thing. And maybe he just excels in the actual game time, and uh, he's a big body. He can yeah. take the beating from the NHL players. So, I like that. That like that idea of fifteen games there. I know. Thanks. I'm so smart. All right. Let's uh, now talk about ads. They are. I I just got to throw out there. I'm so tired. My brain is just like. I'm so tired. I'm Mike. My, that that that's the mode my brains are in. My brain's just in like like silly goofy mode. I I can't imagine what I'm gonna be like on WNP. Yeah, we got another podcast coming. Yeah, I know. I can't even imagine. You make a good time. But anyways, I cut you off for like the the ninth time this episode. I don't know something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's all right. But you did mention jersey ads. We saw jersey ads. We saw them for the first time. Um, you know, with players wearing the jerseys. It was at the NHL's like rookie conference, like media day thing, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we saw pictures of a few. I think um, Greg Wachinski was the one that posted them, and we saw some others as well. And some of them, honestly, like they look fine. Like Arizona's, for example, it's like the like Gila River, like 
I think it was like a casino or something. Mm-hmm. It's really small. You're not going to even notice it in the games. So I really don't have a problem with that type of stuff. But look at the Minnesota Wild and their patch so is just, it's large. It's different color from the rest of their jersey. It just it doesn't it just doesn't look right. So a couple of them look tough. Um, some of them you really don't notice. And then you know, even some teams like I saw a picture of um, Simone Evanson with, with with the Red Wings. Mm. Wearing his jersey, he didn't have any ads on it at all. So maybe like teams are opting not to put ads on there yet. Mm. It's like well, it's a kind of wait and see approach. I'm assuming every team's going to do it because it's just extra money to bring in, and I don't really blame them if the NHL's letting them do it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But as long as they all or most of them look like how the Coyotes did it, I'm really not going to mind it. But if I see a bunch of like really big patches, it's going to start bugging me. Yeah, I think especially like. Big patches below the numbers, like we see over in Europe, like that—that's an absolute no. Yeah, that's Absolutely terrible. Not. Like, some so, some of the European jerseys, like especially for newer teams, like they're they're cool because like they're so covered with ads. It's just it's a unique thing. But when you're looking at, you know, like like the Red Wings jersey or like the Blackhawks jersey or or like the, these like jerseys that are just so iconic, you know, the Canadian jersey, they've been the same for so many years. Like why? Go out there and do something, change them up, but just like leave them how they are. Right. Uh, going back to the Minnesota one, it's like a quarter the size of their actual logo, maybe a fifth of the size of their logo. It's massive. It is. And also, seeing this picture, just, sorry, just reminded me. Do you see the Jay, that Jay Fresh did like a poll for the top 32 like jerseys or branding or whatever? No. Minnesota's in like the top like seven or something. They should not jerseys. be. So this is like, what? Their jerseys suck. They they were they might have been some of they were way too high. That's all I remember. But the lo- the uh, their ad logo does look way too large. Yeah, Arizona looks good. Um, the caps like the it, Caesar Sportsbook it blends it in blends color wise. In. Yeah, but also because it's a patch, like it does look a little bit big. Yeah, I don't know who that player is in the picture, but he looks like he's just the most unhappy person on the planet. Isn't that uh, the one guy that you just did not like? From uh, Lapierre, is that him? That could be. Yeah, that could be. Uh, and then we see the Penguins here with their high mark one. And it's... I actually don't mind it. It's a different color, but, like, it's a part of a little bit, but it's small enough where mm-hmm. you maybe won't notice it too much watching the games. Also, maybe it's just because uh, anytime I see Penguin stuff, I literally see high mark all the time. So I'm kind of used to them being together. But I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, Arizona is really the only one I got a big problem with at this point. But My, Arizona, Arizona's the one even uh, Minnesota, me, Minnesota. Yeah. So and and the one more thing, um, the one part that does kind of bug me is like that they're actual like patches. I kind of wish you're just like if you're gonna do this, sublimate them into the jersey so you don't see just like an extra piece of fabric there. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather just see it like essentially printed on there. It would just look better. But that's such a minor detail that they're not gonna spend money on. So it is what it is. Yeah, hundred percent agree. All right, hockey name of the day now. Uh, we got Teddy Spitznagel. Teddy Spitznagel. Nice. Yes, sir. So Teddy is a 16-year-old, uh, good old American boy from New York, New York. He's a 2006-born forward um, from, from um, what's it called? Not from, but he's going to play for the Muskegon Lumberjacks in the USHL. He's committed to the University of Michigan. You know, pr- pretty decent player. He played um, here in Michigan as well, playing triple-A hockey. Um, for Honey Baked, he was a second-round pick in, in the USHL. He went to the NTDP evaluation camp. Kid's got a pretty bright future if you're, you know, playing in the USHL at 16 years old. Right now he's committed to go to Michigan in 25-26, so he's going to play, what, three years of junior at least so far. Um, I'd expect him to be someone who's going to do everything he can to put himself on the NHL radar, become, you know, a potential NHL draft pick. Being six foot one at his age, it's, it's a big advantage already. 
hopefully he goes to the USHL and does well. Uh, Michigan hockey is becoming Alabama. Yeah. Like, the recruits well, that they continue to get is just stupid. It's it's like Texas A&M this year because, like, Alabama actually wins championships. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Michigan Michigan likes likes to choke. But under under new head coach Brandon Norado, now that Mel Pearson's out with his allegations, um, I like Norado. I, I know him a little bit, and he's a pretty smart guy. So I think that's a pretty pretty good fit. I, I think he'll be the type of guy that can help him get over the hump. So I'm looking forward to seeing that this year. Yeah, I mean, they've got all the talent to do it. So yes, And they're going to continue yes. to have all the talent. I mean, like, just even even the guys that are still sticking around um, – like of, of course, Luke Hughes is going back for a second year. Seamus Casey, our own draft pick, Dylan Duke, Rucker McGrordy, uh, Frankie Nazar, Eric Portillo, and that you got Adam Fantilli coming in as a 17 year old, just going to dominate. Like the, the team is just ready to roll. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting to watch. Go blue, uh, except for us Sparty fans. Yeah, that that's that's tough. Tough time to be a Sparty hockey fan. Yeah. All right, well that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen, Chase. If you would, hit them with an outro as always sleepy wanna, state. <laughs> that's always one of the thing you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network right there. Boom. Include the logo. That's an easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Whatever you do, do not forget to check out DraftKings as well as Raycon. Support us. Thanks so much for stopping by. I still got to figure out what to say there. We'll talk to you next time.